Today on Hardwired. We all need defining moments with God. God brings to us defining moments. When they happen, you're never the same again. You never forget it. It leaves an imprint on your soul, a footprint in your life of God moving in your life. Welcome to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Whether you find yourself in a good place, maybe in a difficult place, or possibly even in a very lonely place, let me encourage you that you've come to the right place. Now, if you're not able to stick around with us for all of today's program, you can always listen to it at our website, hardwired.org. You may have been listening to the program for a while or possibly just tuned in. Well, I want you to know that we do this for you. With a world that is searching and coming up empty, It's nice to know you can land on this message of hope and truth, something we all need to hear. So let's jump right in with today's program. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up in today's edition of Hardwired. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your very busy day. Well, today we're going to start a series on God's plan. You know, one thing that really changed my life was not only when I came to Christ, but when I realized that Jesus had a plan for my life, that I was a person of destiny, that God had had a plan for me before he even created the worlds. Very hard to understand, wrap our minds around that. But the Bible says that God had plans for us before he said, let there be light. And when I learned there was a plan for me, it gave me motivation or reason to get up in the morning a reason to go forward, excited about the future, excited about tomorrow. So I believe one thing that our world needs right now more than any time I can think of is the understanding that when you come to Christ, God has a plan for your whole life. And to walk in that plan is the most productive, fulfilling thing you can ever do. So let's begin our series today with God has a plan for you, and I believe this is going to bless you. Grab a Bible, something to write with, and let's dive right in. How many of you love the Word of God today? All right, turn with me, if you would, to 2 Timothy chapter 1, and I want to begin a series today on purpose. Can you say the word purpose with me? I'm going to show you from the Scriptures that you and I are people of purpose. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. I want to call this series Living on Purpose. Let's stand and read the Word of God. I'm going to read verses 8 and 9. Living on Purpose. And I want to talk to you about God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. Now, Paul's going to share some mind-blowing truth with us right here. What he says, it's difficult to wrap your mind around. But look what he begins with in verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Now watch, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. You've been called. Not just me, you. We tend to think in our churches that the preacher is the one called, and we're just supposed to support him as he's called and does his calling. But my calling is to convince you you're called. Did you know that? 
Because the Bible says he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints. So my calling is to convince you that you're called. So can you say with me, I must be called. The Bible just told me I'm called. Say, I don't feel called, <laughs> but I must be called. It's let, let God be true and every man a liar. All right, now he goes on. You're called with a holy calling, not according to your works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time even began. Father, we thank you for your word today, and we pray that you will release in this place the great teacher of the, of the church, the Holy Spirit of God. Give everyone a personal revelation of their calling, their calling, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you're called. Now, I got to tell you that realizing that God had a purpose for me really changed my life. Many of you know that I got saved in a juvenile detention center when I was 16 years old. I had never heard the gospel, wasn't raised in church, wasn't raised in a church home. But while I was in the juvenile detention center, some Baptists came down there with a guitar and uh, some young people and then a preacher. And uh, he shared the gospel. And for the first time in my life at 16 years old, I heard the story of Jesus. I'd never heard the story of Jesus. Nobody had ever told me that he died for me. Nobody had ever explained to me the crucifixion. I didn't know it, but I heard it. And this particular night, something grabbed hold of me. Now I know that it was the Holy Spirit of God and convicted me of sin and convicted me of the reality of what I was hearing. And I came forward that night and I got saved. But now in my limited understanding, I didn't understand anything about destiny, calling, purpose, in my mind, I had just gotten fire insurance. I was going to go in front of a judge about a few things I had done on earth, and I knew he didn't know it all. If he'd known it all, I'd have been really scared. But I realized I was going to one day go in front of a judge who knew everything, and that scared me. And then I believed the message of the love of Christ, and that touched me. And so I was saved. But two years later, after experiencing salvation... I went to a Bible study, and in this Bible study, they were lifting their hands to the Lord. Tears were running down their face. It was in a home, a bunch of long-haired, hippie types, druggy types who had just kind of come in off the streets, and people that I, uh, the type of person that I was very well acquainted with, and they had something going on in their life that I wanted. I saw it. I could see it all over their face. Something was on their countenance. Something was on them that I'd never seen. And I prayed that night a dangerous prayer. I said, Lord, I'll do anything if you'll give me that. Before the hour was up, I got it. Now, we can mess with semantics. And I could say I got filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Spirit, that I got zapped. We can call it a lot of different things. All I can tell you is I was standing there and a power touched me. And I began to experience 
the indescribable love of God. It began to be poured out on my heart like liquid waves of love over and over again where I was overwhelmed. I broke away from the group. I went outside in the front yard in, in South Dallas. Uh, just on some neighborhood street. And I began to cry and I began to laugh and I began to experience an incredible uh, touch from the Holy Spirit of the living God. I mean, it totally transformed me. I could not believe the whole world did not know about what I was experiencing. It really blew me away. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is more real than anything in this room. The Holy Spirit is more real than the chair you're sitting in. The Holy Spirit is such a powerful person. I'm not going to call him a force because it's not a force. He is a personality. He is God the Spirit. And he touched me. And it didn't stop there. I went home. I learned how to play guitar just so I could sing. God is so good. Kumbaya. And he is Lord. And I played those songs over and over again in my little efficiency apartment, just between me and the Lord. And he did something in my heart that totally revolutionized me. And one night I was at another Bible study and it was just a bunch of us uh, young people packed into a living room, about a hundred of us. And we had a guy leading the Bible study, just playing the guitar, leading some songs. And then he would sit on a little round stool and he would teach. And this particular night I was sitting to his right and he quoted a verse, and there was something that happened to me when he quoted this verse. It was just a Bible verse. Had, it was out of the Song of Solomon of all places, and it was talking about the return of the bridegroom, but it was something about the moment. It was a defining moment. You know, we all need defining moments with God. God brings to us defining moments. When they happen, you're never the same again. You never forget it. It leaves an imprint on your soul, a footprint in your life of God moving in your life. And this verse just seemed to have wings, and it winged its way into my heart, and I suddenly began to experience something totally supernatural. And it was this desire, this burning desire, this passion to teach and preach and speak and declare the word of God. I can't tell you where it came from because I had horrible stage fright. If you had asked me to be God and you lined up a hundred people and you were going to choose one out of the hundred to preach, I would have been number 100 because I was terrified of speaking in front of people. I'd had terrible experiences in the past speaking in front of people in school and stuff. If you stood me up in front of two or three or more people, my eyes would begin to twitch. My lips would begin to quiver. I would turn red in the face. I got embarrassed and I would usually forget what I needed to say and I'd sit down a total failure at public speaking. So what was God doing? Moving on me to preach and declare his word. Well, it says not many mighty, not many noble are called, not many who's who's, but God reaches down into the pool of mankind and he raises people up according to his will. There is no explaining his selection. There is no explaining his mysterious ways. He just does what he wants to do when he wants to do it because he's God. And so here I was, <clears throat> amen. 
So here I was with this, this growing desire to minister the word of God. And I had a civil war going on in the inside because the passion the Holy Ghost was giving me to do it uh, was in conflict with my fear. But you know, when God decides to do something in your life, he will eventually destroy the power of fear. He will destroy the power of doubt and he will do with you what he has decided to do with you. And so finally, I began to minister the word. First, a little bitty groups and then bigger and bigger groups. And I noticed that when God gives you a purpose, he gives you a passion that causes you to pursue that purpose. God's will is followed with passion. God gives passion. He gives desire. God will move on you with a desire to do his will. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? See, I think one of the clear signals of what God's will is for your life is what he gives you a desire to do. What is it that you like to do when it comes to the things of God? Do you like to pray? Do you like to share with people? Do you like to help people? Watch your desires because where your desires go, once you have sanctified your life to God is a clear signal of God's will for your life. But I say all that to say that God, when I realized that God had a purpose for me, that I was not the result of some impartial evolutionary process, which I was taught in school. We'll get back to Pastor Jeff in a moment to close out today's program. But first, I want to share something about our program. Our mission is actually very simple, to share the life-changing good news of Jesus Christ in a way that gets hardwired into your life. And we trust these messages from Pastor Jeff aren't something you can only listen to and enjoy, but that they inspire you to share with others. The message of the gospel is something everyone needs to hear, and that's why it's a priority to us. And you get to join us in this important mission. Call us at 877-884-3111 to say you're in, or drop us a line at our website, hardwired.org. Well, here's Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. I was taught that we were all descendants of some amoeba that crawled out of an ancient sea and grew legs and finally stood up and began to walk and talk and eventually became a human being. That means there's no destiny, there's no purpose, there's no divine will for you. You're just a mistake. You're just the result of an impartial process. And that's why I hate evolution. And I believe it's one of the greatest lies ever perpetrated on mankind because David did not say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully evolved. He said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I have been made. And there is, there is such a fulfillment in, in doing what God has anointed you to do. And I'm here today to tell you, you have been called. God's got a purpose for you. I'm not the only one with a purpose in here or a calling in here. I look forward to seeing a lot of you released into ministry. I look forward to seeing a lot of you find who you are in him and go flow in it and get in it because that's the only thing that makes life worth living. It's the only thing that makes life worthwhile when you get into the call of God for your life and you begin to function the way God God custom designed you to function. You've got a call. You've got a purpose. Now, I got to tell you some things in these verses that I read are just mind blowers. In the next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you on living on purpose. And I'm going to look at three aspects of purpose. God's plan for you, God's preparation for you, and God's timing for you. God's got a plan for you, a preparation for you and a timing 
for your life. He's got a timing for every purpose in your life. God's got a timing. Now, in our text today, we find Paul telling us that we have been saved by grace and called for a purpose. We were saved by grace. He decided to save you, so he did. And you've been called once you're saved for a purpose. And this purpose was given to us before time began. You say, well, Pastor Jeff, what do you mean by that? Listen very carefully. Put on your thinking caps. We're going to take a little journey now into the greatness, the vastness of God. Before the beginning of all that now exists, the galaxies, universe, the planets, everything material, before Genesis 1-1 took place, in the endless ages of eternity past, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit held a conference among themselves. Powerful stuff. And so the eternal Godhead held this conference, and what did they talk about in this conference? They talked about the creation of man, the fall of man, and the redemption of man. Now, you can't get away from the fact that God knew man was going to fall before he created man, or these verses we just read could not be true. God knew man was going to fall. Don't ask me to explain that or why he went ahead with it, because I can't answer that. God only can answer that. But I can tell you from what the Word of God tells me that God knew about man and his fall before he created him. So man's creation, his fall, and his redemption were discussed in this meeting held by the Godhead. It was decided in that meeting that God the Son would become a human being wrapping deity in skin and would die for the sins of humanity. It was decided then. That's why John was able to write, John the Revelator in Revelation 13, verse 8, that Jesus was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Before God made the world, the Lamb was slain in the mind of God. It was done. Now you say, well, how can this be true? How can that be true? It can only be true if God is truly God, because God truly being God knows the end from the beginning. Now, listen carefully to me. Here's how it can be true. Here's how the lamb can be slain before the foundation of the world. And here's how God could see you and you and you and you and you. He saw you in Christ before the foundation of the world. God being God does not operate in the parameters and restrictions of time. God being God is not subject to the parameters and restrictions of time. To John the Revelator, the Lamb had been slain a few decades earlier, in 33 AD, on Mount Calvary. But in God's mind, the Lamb was slain the moment the Godhead purposed it to be so, which was before Genesis 1-1. When in this conference they spoke to each other and said, man's going to fall, how will he be redeemed? I will go, said the Son, and I will die for him. And when he said that, it was decreed, and in God's mind it was done. He doesn't need time to catch up with his decreed will to say that a thing is done. You see, you and I, we live within the parameters and restrictions of time. We must walk through the beginning of a thing, its maturity, and its end. Everything in our life has a beginning, a length of time that it exists, and then an end. Being locked in time, we are subject to beginnings and endings, life and death starting and finishing. You had a beginning. You'll have a life. You'll have an end. Everything around us is the same way. 
but not God. God sees the end of a thing before it begins. I'm going to say that again. God sees the end of something before its beginning begins. Before something materializes, he tells you that it's coming. This is why I know the Bible is the word of God, study prophecy. Centuries before something would take place, God would say, here is what's coming. And it would not look at all like that was ever going to happen. And then time and circumstances and people and nations line up according to what God said was going to materialize. And that's prophecy. And when you study Bible prophecy, every one of them that has come to pass has come to pass with 100% accuracy. And only God can do that. So that's what prophecy is. God knows the end from the beginning. And he says, here's what's coming. And it comes. Listen to Isaiah 42, verse 9. New things I declare. I will tell you the future before it happens, says the Lord. We've got to wait for an event to go through the process of time before knowing how it will end. But not God. God doesn't have to wait for anything. God knows how the end will end before the beginning even begins. That's why I tell you, God never says, well, I'll be. And he never says, oops. God knows which runner will break the finish tape before they leave the starting gate. Listen to what he says, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. And here's how you know I'm God. I declare the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. So when I look at Bible prophecy and I see the way it's come to pass with 100% accuracy, just the things concerning Jesus Christ alone are unbelievable and uncanny and totally God. Then I know that when God said he's going to come back and he's going to wrap this world up and time will have an end and this world will have an end and Jesus Christ is going to step onto the stage of history and wrap the whole thing up like a scroll. He's going to land on the Mount of Olives. It's going to cleave in half and he's going to rule the world with a scepter of righteousness and power. The lion will lay down with the lamb and the swords and the weapons of war will be broken into plowshares and we will know war no longer. The greatest peacemaker of all time, Jesus Christ is coming back. How do I know he's coming back? Because God said he would and God has already declared the end from the beginning. Now, this God who knows the end of something before it even begins, who is standing at your arrival before you even depart, conceived of and decided upon our salvation, declared we would be saved by the blood of his only son, the Lamb of God, he decides and decreed all these things before the foundation of the world. God has a plan. And God has you in his plan. This is how David was able to say, you saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Every day was recorded in your book. So what you're going to do today, God saw it before you even breathed your first breath. We're talking about almighty God here today, church. Almighty God. There's only one. There's only one almighty God. There is one God and there is no other. And one of the great aspects of this God is his omnipresence and his omniscience and his omnipotence. He knows everything. He has all power and he's everywhere at once. He is so high above anything else in our galaxy. He is almighty God. The devil's not omnipotent and the devil is not omniscient. And the 
devil is not omnipresent, but God is. He knows what you're going to say before you say it, what you're thinking before you're thinking, where you're going before you go. He knows the end from the beginning, and he's got your life mapped out, scheduled, and you are right on time. Now, this God who knows the end from the beginning and knows the end before a beginning begins has decided that Jesus, the Son, would die for your sins. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 1.11. As part of God's sovereign plan, we were chosen from the beginning to be His. And all things happen just as He decided long ago. So I know it's hard to think about, hard to imagine, but just try that before God said, let there be light, before he flung the stars into space, and as the poet wrote, before he spat out the oceans, this God saw you. He knew the day you'd be saved. When you walked through the door of salvation, he knew you were coming all the time. Thanks for tuning in today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. With the busy schedule everyone has these days, it means the world to us that you would take this time to listen. Let us know how it has touched your heart by calling us at 877-884-3111. You can also connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. It's no secret that our country has had some extreme challenges over the last year or two. People have been going through depression, isolation, emotional pains, disillusionment, and more and are looking for something to grab a hold of for security. Well, the answer is not in something, it's someone, Jesus Christ. And that's what this program is all about. So here's how you can help us get this message out. Being a listener-supported program means we rely on the financial partnership of our listeners, which means you. And we believe that these messages with Pastor Jeff are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. You can contribute by giving us a call at 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org. 877-884-3111 or go to hardwired.org. Thank you for your very generous gifts. God bless and thanks for listening to Hardwired. Hardwired.